Welcome to the Share Chair Podcast, where we tell each other stories and learn from listening. Mr. Zosik, as it says on your Zoom tag, but to me, Nick Zosik, oh, yeah. well, uh, <laughs> to the Share Chair Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's great to be here once again. And I, I know that uh, it's funny you mentioned the whole, like, my, my tag on Zoom does say, like, the title and all of that, because... I would say it took a number of years, like legitimate years to feel comfortable referring to all of you that I had as well by your first name. So whether it be like Dave Tooney or Joe Sin or um, Becky Johnson or all of these people too, it was, it was, it was so unnatural for that time. And to get used to that, it was really uncomfortable at first. It was kind of one of those things where you'd be like, Hey Dave, it would just kind of trickle off right there. So, so it's, it's cool. I mean, it's, it's been, um, it's been a one heck of an experience to get to be a part of a district and a team of, of educators that helped uh, shape me when I was like, in this case, it's always position here as like a senior or as an underclassman years prior to that and all of that. It's, it's pretty surreal, I would say, but it's all for the best. And I've, I've been loving it. You know, I'm having my very own um, like inception moment here because I am a, uh, a Spring Lake grad as well. And so then I think of Jerry Rabideau and uh, <laughs> actually Jerry Gloria Drager uh, might be the only ones now left. I'm trying to think on staff who were on staff when I was a student. Um, yeah, but um, but then even to hear you say that that was true of me, but then also true of Becky Johnson, because Becky Johnson, who is in my mind, just a, a baby of a teacher. I mean, that she has plenty of veteran years. I'm saying purely by age because she was a student. Uh, or, or a student when I was beginning and to think that you had her and now she I had her as a, like I said it's getting, uh-huh. a little, it's getting a little wonky I'm old <laughs> yeah and, and that uh that's definitely crossed my mind as the years go by too is that I know full well in another 10 plus it's going to be at that point whether it's like kids that I taught in Manistee that are getting to be into their mid-20s in the future that'll be like oh wow like you're all old enough to be doing literally whatever you want right now. This is incredible. Yeah. So, so I, you know, actually, I really wanted to talk about that and dig into that a little bit more. Um, if you're up for it, this, although this is your first year of teaching at Spring Lake, this is your maybe fourth year as a, as a public education teacher. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, that is correct. Yep. This does mark, uh, the fourth start, uh, or, yeah, fourth start of a new year such as this one. But as you can imagine, yeah, those first three were were a little further up north, up in the Manistee area. So, so yeah, it is the first year back, literally back home uh, for the first time in some time, and uh, that's really how kind of the directions changed at this point. So. Uh, yep, started up in the Manistee area for really right out of college, actually. And I, so I was done right around this time in 2016 and uh, was able to start up, up in Manistee at one of their elementary schools as a uh, long-term sub. And then that opened the door into a full position up there, which is where I was for the last few years. Yeah, and then you taught at the middle school or the high school there? Yep, it was a combined middle school and high school building up there. And so we had 
uh, grades six through 12 in that building. And that's where I spent uh, two years there. And then the year after that, I actually transitioned to a charter school in the area. And that was where I taught uh, seventh through 12th grade English there for just that one year. So I really got to get quite the perspective change from uh, I was in an elementary school at one point, and then I was at a middle high school, and then I was at kind of another middle high school, but it was much smaller. So the experiences were very different, but I would not be even close to the kind of person I am now if I didn't get to have that kind of experience there. And I'm really grateful that I got to have that kind of opportunity for sure. Well, so I'm anxious to hear about that. Like at each one of those places, you know, this is really um, for me as a teacher, I just, my first gig was here at Spring Lake and I've been here for 18 years. And while I'm thankful for that and wouldn't change it now, I could see that there's something to be gained from having some other experiences before you maybe, and I'm I'm not suggesting Spring Lake's where you're going to be forever. That's a choice you and other people need to make but um i could see that there might be some value and certainly some like learning about teaching and about education and all that if you have other experiences so what are some things you've learned at that elementary school at that bigger um middle high school and at the smaller middle high school that you know maybe informed who you are as a teacher now yeah absolutely um i think a lot of what really has helped me grow to to where I'm at now was really just a better sense of awareness, I would say, with a lot of the clientele that I uh, was able to work with and that it was it was really eye opening to see like where a lot of like the background of a lot of students from across multiple years when I was up there, where there would be instances where you would kind of just have your normal, like, let's say it's a Tuesday, like it is today that you're just kind of going through your Tuesday and things seem to be going smooth. And then there's maybe like, we'll have a, like one or two or like a small group of students that may seem like they're really struggling. And then you learn more about some of what they're going through. And I don't think I really got quite that when I was student teaching or when I was a TA, when I very first started almost five years ago now, and, and I don't think I would have gotten that anyway in my first college year with that, but it was such an eye-opening experience that I'm really glad that I got was to get to see a better kind of inside look at what really can happen in the lives of some of these kids. And it's really helped shape my awareness for the, the their own lives and like, oh, like, why is it that they're maybe misbehaving here? Oh, hang on a second. Let's look at this closer and then you look at it closer and then it all makes sense. So I think my biggest thing was definitely a better sense of awareness for other people. And I'm not trying to say like I was a selfish educator because that's, I hope that I'm, that's not what I'm communicating here, but, but it was definitely a good way to really just understand people better, whether it was from like their years as a sixth grader or in their middle school years or, or even in their high school years, like when I was also coaching at the time as well. Uh, it was just such a good experience to not only get to help educate content, but also develop a good understanding of really what makes them tick, what makes them kind of who they are. And really, uh, it just it's a good way to understand where they're coming from, for sure. 
it's, it's really interesting that you're dialing in even right away more on the um, more on the person than on the content. And I think so, you know, in terms of adages, they they won't care what you know until they know that you care. This is one of the uh, adages that I like uh, and have helped me as a teacher. I know you went to school in Spring Lake. I know. So I know we're almost like reverting back to maybe some schooling. You went to school in Spring Lake your whole early life, right? Is that, was it K, uh, K-12 in Spring Lake schools? Yeah, it was. Yep. All the way from, yeah, it was exactly the year 2000 to 2012. But, and then, and then you went to Grand Valley and did your teacher training there as well as got your um, English degree and all of that. So then, so where did you pick up this, this idea? Like in all of those years of schooling where you knew you wanted to be a teacher who focused first on students. I mean, I hate saying that because of course you care about content, but I hope you know what I mean. I'm going to first dial it in with the students and then immediately after I'll follow it up with content. Like where were you picking that up over the course of your um, formal education as a student? Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, one thing that I was really happy to have gotten the chance to do at Grand Valley was a, I believe it was a four class supplement program for a coaching endorsement. And so what that, allowed me to do was I took four classes. One was in sport coaching, athletic training. Uh, I think the other part was athletic administration and then like a field work class of getting to do it firsthand. And, and one of my favorite classes that I got to take at school, and I, I was lucky that I had, I got to take so many great classes, but one that really stuck with me, stuck with me rather. And, uh, one that I still practice was my first class of that program, which was sport coaching. And it's pretty common that you've all seen where that teachers can also be coaches, they can be directors, they can be leaders of really any variety. And a lot of what I learned in this coaching class has really shaped my classroom instruction, my classroom management, and especially when I do help coach swimming, a lot of that course material continues to to run true there and and tying into what you were asking too, a huge part of that class. And then the book that we read with it had to do with getting to know the person, just as that adage you mentioned before the, like the activities can commence, like how, how do you interact with your athlete in this case in order to help them elevate to the level they want to get to, because if they're not buying into what how you're treating them or how they're feeling then they're not going to get there they might not even get there at all so so really to answer your question that class that I took was what really uh elevated me to that understanding and that awareness that I mentioned of people so for people who are like not teachers how does this you know how do you translate a coaching mentality in that way into the classroom where maybe the idea as well, just deliver the content. And I mean, so, so for you as a, um, a now fourth year, um, teacher, how are you delivering what you learned in that, in that coaching class into a classroom? Yeah. Um, yeah, there's, it's, it's fun just to think back on the class too, and what we got to discuss, you know, a lot of the middle of this class. So I took it in the summer where it was that, uh, twice a week, three and a half hour lecture. So we got through the material quickly, but the fact that that was still able to stick with me is really, really says something, but 
to the classroom though, one topic that I know that, or I'd say one and a half things we talked about uh, has to do with reinforcement. And one thing that I know and that I've even seen firsthand, whether it be when I've gone to sub in other districts or when I've when I was in college, when I've even seen other college classmates of mine instruct a classroom, is that I feel like, and I'm, I'm not trying to like blame anybody or by or anything like that, but I think one thing that was missing was this sense of like, oh, if you don't listen to me, or if you don't do exactly this, then we're going to punish you specifically in this way. And, and one thing that I think this class really talked, uh, touched based on well was the concept of negative reinforcement and that people aren't going to necessarily take you as seriously or they won't buy into what you're trying to help them with if you are this very, like, power obsessive like oh if if you aren't taking me seriously then i will you're on your own and then they kind of lose it a little bit so i think what i really took away from that study in that class was really just getting a better understanding of how you can use positive reinforcement in better ways and it doesn't have to be like you're rewarding them for every little thing they do like you walked into the class here's a piece of candy like it's not like that <laughs> but uh but just acknowledging the little strides they make and and boiling it down to just treating them properly like i i always try to use um like ladies and gentlemen when i instruct a class or or if i'm like hey like how are you doing first name of the person or just really trying to make them feel welcome i know has been a big um has been a big success and that's taken years of practice to get to that point for sure about coaching i mean i know so you are a uh well-respected, highly decorated uh, swimmer, not just in um, high school where you'll need to correct me if I'm wrong, but I think uh, two, three state, how many state titles in high school did you have? It was two. Yep. Those two. were, yep. Those were all in, in my last year. year. In the same correct. year. Yep. Yeah. 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 You had, and yep. yeah, cause I kind of remember watching that. I think, I think we were, you could watch them on, um, you know, on video somewhere. And we were really excited in the Tooney household, like, oh, this is amazing. What a <laughs> great meet. So, you know, two state, uh, two state titles, and then on to Grand Valley where you swam. Um, I don't know this, actually, did you swim on a, a scholarship or did you, how did that, I don't know how that played out. What, what, how did you get into swimming at Grand Valley? Was it a typical like recruitment scholarship method or some other way? Yeah, their their method was definitely one that they they actually um, I think it was right around our conference meet in February of 2012 that I think that was when uh, well my mom who was coaching at the time she was actually reached out via phone call from the the men's coach over at GVSU and then I got on the phone with him and we we chatted for a bit and and it was something I admittedly did not really think much about was the possibility to go to school at Grand Valley and also to be on their swim team. And, and then after the state meet wrapped up in March, uh, I talked with him again, or we talked with each other again. And, and at that point, that was when he offered a formal uh, recruiting weekend to tour the campus, to meet some of the current athletes, to really ask any kind of questions I wanted, tour the facilities. And and at that point, it was kind of a one and done because after that trip was done, it was 
I would have been a complete fool to have been like, no, I'm going to try something else here. Like it really did. <laughs> it sold it to me so Good. well. But what's amazing is that we at Spring Lake then now get this expertise. And I know that you did, um, that you were coaching in Manistee as well. And so now we get this awesome, like, wow. I mean, first of all, a kid from Spring Lake, right. Who had this great career at Spring Lake, great career at Grand Valley moves on to Manistee and has some, you know, you, you do the bumps in the road um, in, oh, coach, yeah. in coaching in Manistee and, you know, you get the first year, second year out. And then we get you as this, uh, I mean, listen, here's the hoping we're never fully polished, right? That we kind of always keep learning and growing and we're never fully polished, but we get this like uh, person with all this expertise as a head coach. It's really exciting for Spring Lake students uh, to be able to have that. But I have to imagine it's hugely exciting for you as well to come back to the place where you had all this, um, you know, this, this, uh, well, this winning and this uh, excitement and now to give it to other people has to be pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's fantastic. Uh, it's just been great to chat with you. Here's, here's uh, our, our, our famous last question. All right. Nick, if you had one piece of advice for anyone, what would it be? Ooh, um, so I'm assuming this goes to like, like high school students, or does this just go to anybody in general or anybody? Oh, anybody. Okay. Um, yep. I think my piece of advice would be to have something planned for your future, but continue to focus on what you can achieve on a day to day basis. Have some kind of a vision for what you want to do maybe a month, a half year, a year from now or longer, but focus on what you can do today that will help you get there because there ain't no better time to start than the present. Amen, man. Awesome. Yeah. Hey, uh, what a treat to talk to you for a bit. Thank you so much. Thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks so much. That's very much for the time for both of you too. Go Lakers. Go Lakers. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Shared Chair Podcast. Stay tuned for next week's episode.